Hi, everyone, and welcome to the February 5th, 2021 episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. I'm your host, Greg Layson, the digital and mobile editor here at Automotive News Canada. Chip shortages, factory shutdowns, low inventory, lingering COVID-19 lockdowns. It's all wreaking havoc on the sales process. But how bad is it really? And what about leasing and the used market? How have they been affected by the pandemic? We'll find out the answers to those questions and more when I speak with my guest, the Senior Manager of J.D. Power Canada's Power Information Network, Mr. Robert Carwell, on this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. Robert, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week. Thanks, Greg. Always a pleasure to be here. Let's start here. Uh, For several of the automakers that still report monthly sales, the January numbers weren't that good, some of them down 20%. Um, and that's after what was a pretty good rebound to end 2020 over the fall and even into the winter months. Um, what happened in the first month of 2021 when it came to sales? Yeah, it, January was a disappointment from you know the, the reported numbers, Greg. But, but I think you kind of hit the key thing. You're only looking at at a partial uh, uh, performance because so many brands don't don't report that anymore. Overall, you know, I'd say while you're correct, we had uh, a pretty good end to the year, uh, better than uh, than expected. We'll get total numbers. Uh, I, I don't want people to get too wrapped up in January as as one month uh, alone uh, and the numbers that are reported out there uh, because it's not a complete uh, picture. So, you know, when we look at our data, we'll kind of tell you some of the things that are telling us that, um, you know, let, let's not let's not lose sight of the bigger picture here. January was great, but uh, it's it's not going to color you know the the whole year or or the quarter. Uh, so when we when we investigate that that month a little bit more, what we see, Greg, is that you know uh, vehicle pricing on average was still up five percent January twenty one over uh, January of of uh, twenty twenty. So up to about forty three thousand dollars in uh, in vehicle price. That's not transaction price, uh, by the way, which is what we usually speak to. I, just, I don't have that number available just yet. So about forty three thousand dollars in in vehicle price. So we know prices are still rising. Uh, we know days to turn are still highly diminished, uh, down twenty two days from uh, taking eighty eight days to retail. Uh, a vehicle in January of 2020 to 66 days in January of 2021, and we'll we'll get to that uh, as well and, and peel that back a little bit. Uh, but also, you know, uh, dealer margins are are still uh, rising, and uh, vehicle gross is is still rising. If the entire industry was in a sale distress state, we wouldn't see necessarily uh, vehicle price rising, uh, days to turn still dramatically depressed, and then dealer uh, margin and vehicle front-end gross uh, increasing. So it's telling us that there's a little bit, this January is a little bit more of a supply situation, which we knew uh, because we don't have full numbers. We're thinking, okay, maybe it's supply, maybe there's a, there's a sales distress situation out there consumers aren't buying. But from what we can see, Greg, it looks to be a little bit more of a supply situation. Now, we, we know January is not a great month for vehicle sales anyways. We're in the middle of winter, so let, let's not panic that that it was way down. It's it's January, it's Canada. Uh, the numbers are, are, are going to be down. Uh, but we also know we didn't get out of that all the supply disruptions from the lockdowns last year, and they're still going to be echoing throughout this year. 
so this is a little bit more of a situation of, of, of supply kind of affecting what manufacturers can do. And, you know, increasingly we might not be able to really, you know, gain as much knowledge from looking at industry data, but you'll, you'll almost have to start looking at things going brand by brand to see which brands are, are able to supply the right, um, the right supply of vehicles and which brands are not because of because of disruptions uh, i mean obviously the lockdown in ontario the, the province in on boxing day went into full lockdown mode uh, stay at home orders this is the biggest market in the country although uh in a in a weird sense transactions could still happen online even perhaps by appointment only because the province although they said stay at home and and only travel for essential Items, some things uh, remained open, including uh, dealerships for curbside pickup and, and by appointment. Um, is there still a demand for vehicles from a consumer's point of view and they are being held back and limited by the lockdown? So in short, if there was no lockdown, would we see a robust or at least rebounding um, consumer uh, out buying cars? Yes and no, Greg. And I only say that because uh, certainly, the lockdown uh, orders, especially in Ontario, put put it put a damper on consumers going out. While yes, you still could conduct a sale online, you still could make an appointment to go to a dealer. You know, it, it's a little bit more cumbersome, a uh, little bit more fear and, and edginess with with a stay at home order. So that that certainly put uh, a, a damper on things. Uh, but then it's also the um, it tw- it's twinned with with the supply issue. Uh, so whatever consumers were out there. Uh, and certainly were some they 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 were buying. So just to get back to the days to turn situation, you know, I'll, I'll give you some numbers to show you what January looked like by uh, by segment. So um, if you look at mainstream uh, nameplates, a uh, non-luxury nameplates in uh, in January, you know, uh, the proportion of vehicles that turned in 30 days or less. That now that that's very fast, mind you, right? Because our yeah. our industry average is 66. So if you're only looking at the proportion of vehicles that turn in 30 days or less, that that lump of vehicles uh, increased from being 40, about 42% of the population to 47% of the population. So more of them are are spinning faster. What is really telling, though, is if you look at the lump of vehicles kind of at the end, the, you know, the ones that that take a long time to retail. So we look at vehicles that take 100 days or longer to spin. Sounds like a really long time. It actually isn't if you think about it, because the average in January a year ago was 88 days. So if we look at the number, the proportion of vehicles that took 100 days to spin or longer, it was it was 33%. It was exactly a third of the entire population of mainstream brands a year ago. This past January, it dropped down to a fifth. It was 20%. What that's telling you is the clear out is largely not an issue this year because we're not having vehicles uh, uh, hang over in, into the forthcoming sales year. They've already been sold. And the other thing it's telling you is they're not being replenished fast enough. Right. So we don't we don't think January of 21 this past January is is a sales distress issue so much as it's it's a supply issue. But of course that's going to vary by segment and and by manufacturer. I'll give you uh, another example. Uh full-size trucks continue to be uh red hot. For example, the proportion of full-size pickups that turned in 30 days or less 
It was 38% a year ago. It's 56% right now. For full-size utility, another hot segment, not, not a big segment, but uh, a hot one and certainly high-priced. Um, a year ago, 50% of the mix, about half turned in 30 days or less. Right now, it's 72%. The, the, there are certain buyers out there and, and certain segments are, are turning really fast. So that, that's why we're not calling January uh, and, and, oh, my God, you know, this is, this is going to set up our, our whole year of, uh, of sales because there is some sales strength out there. So what does all this, you know, the pandemic and the, and the higher transaction price, you mentioned, you know, 40,000, 43,000, the low inventory, all that together, what does that mean for incentives in 2021, at least in the short term? Because as, as I sit here and hear how fast vehicles are selling, there would be, if I'm an automaker, no real motivation to put any money on the hood. Is that what we're looking at? Um, few incentives moving forward, at least in the first half of the year? Yeah, r- r- roughly, yes, Greg, yeah, that would be correct. We ended off last year in December with uh, record low incentives since 2012 at about $4,500 uh, per vehicle. And we're gonna, we don't see that trend increasing because we don't need a clear out as, as nearly as strong this year as, as we did in previous years. And with su- various supply disruptions last year because plants literally were closed, right now there are chip shortages and, and other um, – no hiccups still remaining from last year, you're not going to see incentives uh, rise. What might we see? You mentioned record lows. Do they go lower than that in 2021, do you think? Um, do you have sort of a, a ballpark figure of what you might see the average incentive price being? It's, it's really hard uh, to predict, but uh, based on ongoing supply disruptions uh, globally and how they impact Canada, uh, you're not going to re- really see the average move uh, very much. And in fact, it, it might fall a little bit closer to the $4,000 level. We've heard from some dealers who said they have just 15 vehicles on their lot. That's one five vehicles on their lot. Um, we know that production uh, shutdowns from last year were causing the inventory shortage. Is that still affecting inventory in 2021? And now with the chip shortage, what does that do for the inventory problem? How bad is this going to get? Or have we, um, you know, made it over the hump and things will improve? I just, I mean, people are wondering how long can we be short on vehicles in Canada? Yeah. So when when you look at the average, um, Greg, you know, the, the days to turn increased slightly from December to January. Um, we're not going to we're not going to put too much water into it because we're only we're only looking at, at a month over month change here. But it's interesting that it did go up uh, because in, in theory, what that, that's telling us is that while it, the reason it went up is not because consumers are necessarily backing off a lot of sales, it's that new supply could not come in. So what you're buying has been on the ground a little bit a little bit longer um, and. It's a number we're going to monitor, and and we predict that if days to turn uh, starts to climb upwards in the first quarter, that's more indicative that uh, supply is not reaching ground. And and that dealer situation you mentioned of, of, of having only 15 vehicles on ground, that is going to be a little bit more of a reality you know, throughout the uh, the first quarter. Is there any solution to this inventory problem other than 
plants just have to make vehicles. Can can automakers shift what they're sending to one country to Canada? Um, can dealers come up with a plan to um, sort of move vehicles around within their own groups at least? I just wonder if there is any uh, solution outside of simply getting chips in cars so they can roll off the line and getting factories back up and running and out of lockdown in certain parts of the world. Yeah, I, I honestly, right. I just think a lot of the manufacturers are are now kind of constrained, not not by their inability to to build cars and assemble them, but but parts shortages. The, the chip one being on on everyone's mind. There's not a lot they can do because you know wh- while we've been talking about generalities. You know, when you when you peel the onion, there are certain segments that are not doing well in Canada. You know, compact car is 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 depressed, it's declining. Compact utility, our number one segment was actually down, you know, year over year. It's uh, it's a very large segment, so we're not going to worry too much about about it being down. But it, it it just goes to paint the picture to you that you have to have the the, the right product here in in the right segments. You know, we see full size uh, pickup, full size utility full-size luxury utility, commercial vans, cargo vans, uh, compact pickups, uh, B uh, uh, segment or subcompact utilities all doing very well, you know, year over year. And you want to, manufacturers want to make sure they, they get their production in those segments. So while they can back off and they need to back off some segments, it doesn't mean they can accelerate the other ones because they may not be able to get all the componentry they need. So if the chips aren't coming uh, and able to be put in vehicles, we've seen uh, FCA has redirected the chip supply to, to high margin vehicles. GM has decided to make sure that pickup truck production continues because they're a high margin vehicle. Um, does this actually um, not keep afloat, but keep automakers and dealers profitable among a shortage of inventory because the ones that are still showing up on lots are high margin uh, vehicles. Uh, absolutely. If if you look at the um, uh, the expenditure by Canadian consumers on vehicles, uh, we don't we don't have uh, January's data yet, Greg. But if we just look at December, uh, we we know Canadians spent more money on vehicles in December of 2020 than they did in December of 2019. That that's probably going to be pretty close. In, in January, uh, it, volume was down a lot, but because average prices keep rising, that they those numbers kind of run neck and neck. So it may, despite the drop in decline, it may be even, may even be uh, sorry, maybe flat, or it may even be up up a little bit, just because of the drop of incentives and the increase in vehicle price. And some of those brands you mentioned, uh, yeah, absolutely, it's it's not at all a bad time to be a dealer. Uh, or, or some of those those brands you mentioned, as their uh, you know high dollar vehicles are are being sold, we know very quickly just based on how quickly those segments uh, turn. So there's uh, there's money to be made while there are volume losses. Uh, dealers and manufacturers aren't making it up by uh, getting more supply of those in demand vehicles, which are more expensive, but also certainly uh, attempting to um, you know, bring in uh, higher uh, higher spec trims of what they can get, and by bringing in those higher spec trims, you know, it helps them fight for for allocation with other jurisdictions of the world because they can demonstrate that, you know, in, in we got good business in Canada. We can start bringing in a little bit more of our higher end trims and start curtailing our our lower end trims as whatever Canadian consumers are out there buying, they're uh, they're opening their wallets. 
I want to turn to leasing for a moment. We've had a discussion here at Automotive News Canada regarding uh, leases. Some of us have to go in and renew our leases or turn in our vehicles. Um, and But it appears that the um, interest rates on those have crept up. Are, are you seeing that uh, across the country, that leasing has become a little more expensive than, say, it was three or four years ago? I just wonder what's happening in the leasing segment and how all of this inventory and the pandemic and, and all of this affects the leasing market. Because if there are fewer cars, I would assume it's difficult to get something you want um, although dealers, I assume, would want to move any vehicle, whether it's a lease or sale. I just wonder if you could paint a picture of the lease uh, segment right now. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, the lease segment is is coming back, and, and it's coming back strong. So it's nearly back to where it was a year ago. Uh, dur- during the pandemic, you know, we, we didn't know what was going on with the residual value of cars. So the industry kind of turned the tap off on leasing and curtailed it. But it's, it's turned back on. And essentially what we see, and I have to disagree with, with you a little bit on this point, uh, we see lease APRs and, and leapers, or we see lease penetration rather uh, increasing. And the reason we're seeing an increase is manufacturers are realizing that, hey, the used car market's pretty strong now as well. Hence, residual value is going to be pretty good. We can get customers into leases. We don't have to offer cash incentives or very much cash incentive on them. We don't have to offer a lot of RV uh, subvention, residual value subvention on them. Uh, We can put a good APR on them because uh, the used market is good. These cars are going to be worth a lot of money when they come back and interest rates are low. So we expect to see uh, leasing come back and we expect it to uh, outperform where we were last year. It offers a bunch of advantages to the manufacturer. As you know, and, and we talk a lot about this, uh, the dominant finance term in Canada is 84 months, and, and that's accelerated. You know, 55% of, of financing deals are 84 months or longer. That takes the customer out for a long period of time. Leasing is an attractive way for manufacturers right now to shorten that business cycle and know that they can pull customers out a lot earlier, out of 48 months, 36 months, sometimes 60 months, uh, but they can pull them out earlier, uh, and the residual value is going to be a solid bet on that car right now. So we're looking to a lot of brands to actually increase uh, their lease penetration this year. How far do you expect uh, residual values to, to creep up? Because they are going up by, by a lot right now. Um, I just wonder, what, what do you see as sort of the ceiling, or how long do we see this increase continuing? Yeah, it obviously can't go up forever. Um, you know, we've seen RV... We've seen residual values increase simply just because the dollar value, the, the price of the car is getting higher. So, of course, the dollar value, the residual value will also uh, increase. But what we've seen is that the natural RV is, uh, is, is self-increasing because it's accelerating twice as fast as the change in the dollar value of the incoming vehicle. So those RVs are going up. It's, it's not forever, uh, but right now, we don't see that situation changing, especially if we're going to have continued supply disruptions hiccuping, you know, well into the second half of, of this year. It could mean the secondary market is going to be a little bit stronger, actually, than it, it otherwise was predicted to be this year. I wanted to get to that used market because with fewer vehicle, new vehicles to choose from, and in particular, if automakers and dealers are shifting their customers to the high profit vehicles during a ship shortage, shortage, for example, um, that means fewer 
as you mentioned, compact cars available or, or I don't want to say cheaper, but more affordable vehicles that might force some people into the used market. So what are we seeing in the used market in 2021? Is it strong? Do you see more folks heading there? Um, uh, is what's available um, good quality stuff because of the lease returns? I just wonder what you see in the used market. We see strength in the in the used market, Greg, to be honest. Um, and, and that strong secondary market is also giving us a strong new vehicle market. Um, look at all the fleets last year that had you know serious erosion erosion of their business. They didn't dispose of cars. They didn't go out to get new cars because people weren't weren't uh, uh, traveling. We had a record retail lease return by our estimate last year. Nearly four hundred thousand Canadians returned a retail uh, lease during the year. Um, we absorbed that entirely. Uh, we're coming off of that peak this year slightly, so there's going to be a little bit of a le- less of a, of, a, of a return from there, and we don't really see the lease business, sorry, the fleet business uh, taken off uh, very much. So, you know, it, it, it's going to be also a case of um, uh, demand probably outstripping supply in that secondary market, and we do see that used vehicle prices as well are increasing. Robert, always a pleasure to speak with you uh, regarding sales and incentives and, and all things sort of dealer related. Much, much appreciated. Thanks, Greg. We reached Robert in his home office in the greater Toronto area. If you want to be a guest on the show or have a suggestion or simply want to comment, email me at glason at autonews.com. And remember, you can listen to all our previous shows on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play, or on our website, automotivenews.ca. Just click the Canada Conversations tab at the top of the homepage. That does it for this episode of Automotive News Canada Conversations. We hope you'll join us next time. So long, everybody.